So today is gonna be good. Today is going to be good. We um we, we, we saw we saw some good football. I think this is the matchup that everybody wanted to see. We have a good Super Bowl ahead of us. Um we're gonna ha- we're gonna take these next two weeks to break down the Super Bowl and what we have beyond us. Um we we Mahomes greatness, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan smarts, uh Aaron Rodgers championship window. We got a lot to break down, a lot to discuss. Um, we might even get into some basketball today as well. But this is this is awesome. This is great. We I cannot wait for this. This is the moment that we all been waiting for. Super Bowl Sunday is much closer. Let's go. Let's discuss it. Be ready on the other side. Okay, so today is the day that I really like. Um, I feel like everybody won and won what they got or got what they wanted um, out of this conference championship weekend, except the Packers and Titans fans, of course. But I, me, certainly, you know, you guys know, you guys are aware of my picks. I pick uh, the 49ers and the Chiefs to be in the Super Bowl uh, all throughout the season. I have basically, uh, well, before I get into that, quote of the day is success comes to those who wait. Success comes to those who endu- who have endurance. Um, quote of the day. Success comes to those who have endurance or wait. Um, but I, like I was saying before I did, um, you know, before I did my quote, I was saying um, we got. I feel like we got the matchup that everybody wanted, except for the Titans and Packer fans. Um, with the 49ers, I've been I've been a big fan of this team, and I've been raving about this team. Practically before the season has started, I picked them as a play uh, as a playoff team and as a Super Bowl dark horse uh, before the season started, and it has happened. They're in the Super Bowl, and all throughout the season, I've been um, I've been been real genuine with the 49ers play. I've been giving them a lot. I've been give I've been showing them a lot of love, and ba- I just love the way first their construction of their team, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, John Lynch as the GM, that young front seven that they have built, and then you add the 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 offense with Jimmy Garoppolo and the off and the trade the the in season acquisition that they made Emmanuel Sanders and the running game, the O line and George Kittle, and all of that. Uh, so I've been I've been raving and I've been right about this 49er team all along throughout the season. It's a it's good to see that uh, actually happen for them because it's it's a really good team and it's a it's a nice young core with some nice young like some nice core pieces that are 
relatively young to build around, and I can see this. I can see this run being sustainable with the Chiefs. Kind of similar. Uh, we everybody figured that the Chiefs with, with a healthy Mahomes. Everybody figured that the Chiefs' offense would be explosive this year. The Chiefs will be good this year. They'd be able to score at the least. They'd be able to score points. And just by them scoring points and how electrifying Mahomes and that offense is, we thought that they would win enough games to make it to the playoffs. I think at the beginning of the season, I had them as a 12-4 and team. That's what they finished as, a 12-4 and team. Uh, throughout the season, the Chiefs have had some injuries to Mahomes, to the receivers. Tyreek Hill had a, had an injury that um, kept him out, that kept him sidelined for a few weeks. But... For the most part, I've been on this Kansas City bandwagon, and as they uh, as the season progress later down the stretch, you know, during November and December football, I, I told you guys when I was doing my top ten, when you know when I did my top ten t- top ten throughout the uh, sixteen week season, I told you guys I said, hey, this Chiefs team, like late November December, I started saying, hey, this Chiefs team is clicking at the right time. And it wasn't due to their offense because their offense was never the problem. We never questioned the offense and in it in its ability. We never questioned that. We questioned the defense as the season went on. Pass rush has gotten better. With your pass rush getting better, that means that takes a little bit more pressure off of your secondary and your DBs. And they've had they've they've used Tyron Matthew and. In, in in numerous of ways, uh, I think Steve Spagnola has done a good job with bringing this unit, this defensive unit, a long way. Because uh, th- you know this defensive unit caused the caused the Chiefs a Super Bowl berth last year. They caused they caused the Chiefs a Super Bowl berth last year, and I think just the, with the improvements, they they were bad at stopping the run. Um, they, 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 they were at the bottom, they were like statistically, they were ranked at, you know, one of the worst teams at stopping the run defensively. So that was a key issue that they had to figure out that they did figure out. And you, it just shows you, you can, you like, you can struggle with something early on in the season, but late during, late in the season, going into postseason playoff play, you can fix those things. You can make minor tweaks. You know, having 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 not being able to stop the run or struggling to stop the run as a defense is a fixable act. But not having an explosive playmaker deep down like you can't fix that. That's not an in season fix unless you make a trade. That's the, I mean you that, but you can't like just dig that out of your out of your receivers. If none of your receivers are explosive enough or can't break break open enough then you can't fix that. You can't change that. But stopping a run for a defense, really defensively, stopping a run or struggling to stop the run, that is a mind, that is a fix and a tweak that can be changed and that can improve. And the Chiefs are an example of this. Now let's get into the 49ers and Packers. Uh as I mentioned during my predictions last week or oh, well on Saturday before the game. I gave you guys my predictions first. I gave you guys my keys to the game. Uh, key things that I thought the underdogs would have to do. And key things that I thought the Chiefs and the 49ers would have to do to win. And 
they, you know, I gave you my key things, my key point outs, and then pointers, and then my predictions. And like I said, with this 49er front seven and that defense, you it's like Mike Tyson. It's like fighting Mike Tyson. Tyson is going to go for the early blows. He's going to try to knock you out quick, fast, and a hairy. You, you, you got to be aggressive with him. You, you're not going to be able to withstand Tyson punches. You're just not. And what I, what I wanted the Packers to do offensively was not be scared to take shots. Not to play too conservative. You got to earn, going to have to be a gunslinger. You know, early in Earn's career, he was known as a gunslinger. That's where he won his first Super Bowl. Being a gunslinger. Not afraid to, not afraid to throw the thing out there. Um... So Aaron, the, the the the, and this is what I this is and this is also another thing with uh with with these stats and numbers as we like as we crunch them up. You can you can go look at Aaron Rodgers' stats and be like, oh wow, Aaron Rodgers had a good game, like thirty one for thirty nine, three hundred twenty six yards, two touchdowns. You're looking like, oh my gosh, Aaron Rodgers had a field day. And the two interceptions, you'd be like, oh, wow, Aaron Rodgers had a field day. Well, he didn't. In the first half, he got shut down. In the first half, he was he was shut down. He missed a lot of easy throws. Like I said, in my, in, in, you know, like doing my pregame predictions, doing my predictions and my pointers, I said, they got to take shots. The, four, the, the Packers didn't take shots. I was like, they, they're not gonna be. I was like, San Francisco is gonna be able to stop the run. San Francisco is gonna limit the run. That's what the 49ers did. The Packers couldn't find a they 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 couldn't find a way to overcome that. They couldn't find a way to overcome that. And I and I basically said I said Holyfield beat Tyson because Holyfield kept swinging. You got. You have to swing. You're not gonna beat Tyson if you don't swing. And this is why I think the Kansas City and 49ers matchup is so interesting and intriguing because I know I know for sure Kansas City is not gonna play conservative. I know Mahomes is not gonna play conservative, but Rodgers and the Packers. That's just what they've been. That's what they've. That's what they've been. That's what. That's what they've been all year long. Conservative team, run first with Aaron Jones, throw to Devontae Adams on the, on crucial plays. And I said Aaron's got. To, he got first. He's gonna have to spread the ball because Forty Nine is gonna. They're gonna keep. They're gonna keep Devontae Adams in in check as best as possible. So Aaron Aaron, Aaron Rodgers gonna have to throw the ball to somebody else. Whether it was whether it was Jimmy Graham or Lazar or Mercedes Lewis or Stern Berger, whoever, they was gonna have to. They Rogers is gonna have to find comfort in another target because the Forty Nine is gonna try their best to take away Devontae Adams. Told you that. And this gets into Aaron. You know, this gets into Aaron. You know, I I, I said it. I, I've been saying it all year long. I said. Aaron Rodgers is a, a talented quarterback. He still has a lot left in the tank. And I wouldn't say he had a great year. But Aaron didn't have a bad year either. He had a bad year. Most would say he had a pedestrian year to Aaron Rodgers' stat- standards. But 
He had a he had a good he had a good year. But what did I tell you about first? I, I said I've been saying it all year long about about this Packers team. They're soft up front. Their edges, you can the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan basically said, okay, we're gonna run this ball. We're gonna attack the edges because the, the Packers edge, not good. Preston Smith and Ladarius Smith, they want to pass rush. They want to be able to pass rush. They want to get to the quarterback. Well, you open these running lanes. You you do this zone running scheme. Ladarius Smith, Preston Smith, they run right past the running back because they're trying to get to, they're trying to get to Jimmy Garoppolo. And I basically said the 49ers, they're gonna be able to run the football on them. They're gonna be able to run the football on them because Green Bay is soft up front. And I told you guys, look at Green Bay's three losses this year. Philly, Chargers, 49ers. Now four losses. But look at their three losses in the regular season. They got bullied and dominated up front. They got bullied and dominated up front. The Philly lost. They got dominated up front. Philly that night at Lambeau. At Lambeau. Had. Over almost 200 rushing yards. At Lambeau. The Packers go out California. Go out LA. They play the Chargers. Melvin Gordon has his best game of the season. They, they, they go out to San Fran. The 49ers did what they did to him. Two, two, three months ago. They did the same thing. In the two games that the Packers have played the 49ers, the 49ers have outscored them in the first half 50-0. to zero. They have outscored the Packers 50-0. to zero. They have, it, it, hasn't, it hasn't even been close. And this is what I like to call stat padding with Aaron Rodgers. This is why I say numbers can be deceiving. That's why you got to look at these games. Because if you look at the box score, you're like, oh, wow, Aaron had a field day. Aaron, 31 for 39, 326 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, Devontae Adams, oh, my gosh, 11 targets, nine catches, 138 yards. You're like, oh, wow, they, they, they must have won. No, no, no. Uh, Aaron, most of those yards came in the third, fourth quarter. Most of Aaron Rodgers' yards and Devontae Adams' yards came in the first quarter. And it's like, what is happening? What is happening with the Packers? What is happening with the Packers? And this is and this is the first half. This this was the first half. These were the first half drives and possessions for the Packers. All of them start in Green Bay territory. First play, first first possession of the game, five plays, twenty-five yards, punt. Second possession of the game, five plays, four yards, punt. Second, third possession of the game, three plays, negative eleven yards, punt. Six plays, 50, 50 yards, fumble. That was what. That was the drive where the Packers were approaching the red zone and was bound to score. They drive, they go down six plays, 50 yards. They drive 50 yards down the field, fumble. This is the possession at the end of that, almost at the end of the half, with 157 left. Green Bay start at their own eight, with 56 seconds left. 
Three plays, 14 yards. That's the interception that Aaron Rodgers throws. And then another three-play, one-yard punt into the half. Into the half. That is what happened. That, that's the first half. That is the first half summary for, summary for the Packers. So don't give me the excuse. Don't give me, once again, don't, don't hit me with the excuse of, oh, Aaron, he, his defense. You guys have been telling me all year long, but I've been, but I've been critical of the, of the Packers defense. I said, look at the quarterbacks they have played. I said, look at the quarterbacks they have played. The best quarterback they have played and beaten was what? Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. It's a whole bunch of, and if you go back and look at that that Packers schedule, it's a whole bunch of Kirk Cousins, Dak, and uh, um, Daniel Jones, Matt Moore, Mitchell Trubisky, whoever was starting for Detroit when they played them. I said, look, look, I said, look, look who they're playing. Derek Carr. Whoever Joe Fluco, look at who the Packers were playing. I said their defense is not as good as you guys think, but you know everybody's like, "Oh, Packers defense is well improved." I said, "Okay, okay." So I was like, basically, what, what what's going to be the excuse for this year for Aaron Rodgers? You know, you you, you people always try to tell me Aaron. Aaron is a bad man. Well, in the first half, Aaron was a bad man. He he looked absolutely bad. They always say Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. He yeah, you're right. He was bad in the first half. He was bad, absolutely horrible. And I like Aaron as a talent. I like Aaron as a player. I like I I like and I I enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers play. But enough with this. What enough with the excuses? Enough with the excuses. It's been two. It's been ten full seasons that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers has yet to get back to the Super Bowl since winning one in two thousand ten. It's been ten full seasons. It's been ten full seasons, and you know you guys always gave me an excuse. Oh, um. He's, uh, uh, Mike McCarthy. Okay, Mike McCarthy's gone. You bring in Matt LaFleur. You, Mike McCarthy's gone. What's the excuse now? Oh, it's defense. It's defense. Look at his defense. Defense gave up 200-plus rushing yards. This is the defense that you guys were telling me that was much improved. I didn't believe it because... Because I looked at, because I I did I did I digged in, and I looked at some. I, I gave the full context, and I gave myself a fuller view of who they were playing. I didn't think their defense was well. I mean, it, it improved, but I wasn't saying, oh, this defense is gonna like. I wasn't saying that. But you guys said, hey, their defense is much improved. It's it's a Super Bowl caliber defense. It's good enough to. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, and, you know, as far as his championship window, I'm going to get to that a little bit later. I'm going to get to Aaron Rodgers' championship window a little bit later. But what, what, what do you have to say? 
What can you say about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers? I thought this team, yes, it was 13 and 3 throughout the regular season, but it felt more like a 10 and 6 team. This felt more like a 10 and 6, 11 and 5 team that were 13 and 3 because they had a they they played in a bad division and they had a fairly easy schedule. That's what they that that's what the Packers all year long felt like to me. They felt like, yeah, they would they are 13 and 3, but they felt more like a 10 and 6 11 and 5 team. That's what they were. It's it's clearly apparent that Aaron and that especially especially in the first half that Aaron he's not what he used to be. He's not what he used to be. And I'm not saying he's he's not good cuz Aaron Rodgers is still better than most even at this stage he's still better than most, but he's not what he used to be. He's not the guy that can overcome a bad defense. He's not the guy that can overcome or, or beat a, a, a top tier defense. Aaron Rodgers is 0-5 against top 10 passing defenses in, in his playoff career. In his playoff career, Aaron Rodgers is 0-5. He's 0-5 versus top 10 pass defenses. Top 10 pass defenses? Passing defenses? He's 0-5 in his playoff career. 0-5. And now he's a 500 quarterback on the road. I've always, and I've always, I've been a, I've been a, I'm a big, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I like him. I think he's good. I think he's, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen. As a talent, he's probably, it's probably him and Mahomes. As a talent, like as far as pure talent, it's probably him. And Mah- it's probably him and Mahomes. Mahomes is probably like Aaron Rodgers 2.0. But historically, as a role quarterback, because he talked because Aaron talked about comfort. He talked about playing at Lambeau. He talked about you know how the game might have been different if it was at Lambeau and and it was you know the the weather is twenty to twenty degrees and it's snowing and the wind. He talked about being comfortable. And just from the start of that game, just the, just from the start of it, Aaron Aaron didn't look comfortable. He didn't he he didn't look comfortable at all from the start to from the start of the game. From when the the Packers then trailed, then they trailed big, and even as they were making, even as they were scoring in the second half, they they they. they they are they, they come on. They he still had a discomfort look in his face, and with like I say, and, it, and Aaron, it's so funny that Aaron is such a different quarterback on the road because he's a five hundred quarterback. His career record is five hundred. He's five hundred on the road as a quarterback, but guys like Tony Romo, Russell Wilson, Brady, Roethlisberger, Breeze, they have. They have way better road records. They have way better road records than Aaron. Aaron's not a good road quarterback. It's fine. But, like, look at this. 
Brady's 98 and 44 on the road. Russell Wilson's 38 and 25 and 1 on the road. Romo is 37 and 22 on the road. Peyton Manning is 85 and 48 on the road. Aaron's a Aaron's a 500 quarterback on the road. So it's just funny how you know he's a he's struck he's not the same he's not as elite when he goes on the road. He's 0-3 against the 49ers in the postseason. He's 0-5 against top 10 pass defenses in the postseason. And then we he gets the world of excuses. The Aaron Rodgers fanboys. They give the world of excuses of how bad his defenses are or how outdated his coaches are or how bad of, or how the run game is not effective or he has no run game whatsoever. It's always a bunch of excuses, but we never point the finger at Aaron. So I'm going to be back on the other side. We're going to talk about Mahomes and the Titans game, the Chiefs and the Titans game. Mahomes, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then we're gonna also we're also gonna get into Aaron Rodgers in the Packers championship window. Have that window closed? Have pa- have the Aaron Rodgers and Packers championship window closed? I, I, I'm gonna have some clarity. Uh, has that closed? I don't know. We'll be on the other side to talk about it though. Okay, so we're back. Um, just overall with that Packer game. Before I move on, uh, it was a mismatch. I, I I I told you guys. I think I told you guys in my predictions. It was a mismatch. I didn't like the matchup. Um, Green Bay DBs didn't have. They didn't have. They didn't want to have no parts with the with stopping the run. Uh, and San Francisco's receivers were, were. I mean, were dominant up front with as far as run blocking. I mean, just absolutely, absolutely dominant and controlled the line of scrimmage. So, with the Tennessee and the Kansas City game, the Titans versus versus the Chiefs, uh, that went as I expected. Um, so, beginning of the game, uh, I think going into the second quarter or going into the first, you know, early in the, for, in the first quarter, uh, Chiefs down seventeen seven. They're down ten. They 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 have another postseason double digit. They're trailing already again. So I know a lot of Chiefs fans were a little nervous. Uh because that's what that's where Tennessee wanted you. They want you they wanted they that's what they want you. When they when they give when they build the lead, they have you where they want you. They're gonna run the ball, they're gonna melt the clock, then they're, sh- they're gonna shorten the game. That was not the case yesterday. Um <laughs> first of all, Tennessee, uh as far as schemes, schematically, uh schemes why I don't know why they were rushing three. You, like a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you can't get you can't you can't let him 
just sit back there and pat the ball and make pancakes and do whatever he wants back there, and then he throws the ball. You're not going to beat him like that. Sorry, you're just not. You can't have a three-man rush on Patrick Mahomes. You're, 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 you're never going to beat them like that. They're going to always put up 30-plus points on you if you play like that. Simple as that. Simple as that. In the 49ers, they're not going to do that. But Tennessee, I don't understand what, why they were doing that, uh, you know, or why they went to that once they were up 10. They went to a three-man rush. That's how quickly the game got out of hand. Um, once Kansas City took the lead... Uh, at 21-17, going into the half, and then they get the ball coming right back. I, I was like, yeah, that th- this one might get ugly. And it didn't get ugly, but Kansas City did control the second half. It, it was no doubt that they controlled the second half. Um, they, the Derrick Henry, the, Tennessee was trailing, so that means that you, you got to limit and lessen the number of carries that you give Derrick Henry. Uh, that's, what I, that's basically what I said in my predictions. I said... Kansas City, if they can build the lead, that will take away Derrick Henry. That, that would automatically eliminate Derrick Henry. That would automatically eliminate Derrick Henry. But Kansas City defense needed to stops. Now, what I did not like about Kansas City defense yesterday was the bonehead mistakes and penalties. I, 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 they had so many mind-boggling and head-scratching penalties, especially in the first half. That were that was shooting them in the foot. I didn't understand what was going on, what was happening, and with a 49ers offense, uh, a much better. Uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a little bit better. I think he's a little bit better than Ryan Tannehill. Um, I think the 49ers. We can all agree they're a little bit. They are. A, they are more explosive than the Titans. You can't have mistakes like that. Mistakes like that will cost you a Super Bowl. And you, that would always be your mind, and that's what cost them a Super Bowl last year. I was one. I was like, "Why? why what, what's going on with Kansas City? <laughs> they still haven't learned their lesson with jumping off sides and being in the uh, neutral zone. Being in the neutral zone, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is happening all over again." But they cleaned those mistakes up. Um, Andy Reid got over the hump. He got one of those big wins. He still is looking for that elusive Super Bowl title. He has a good shot to do it. But, and you know, everybody's been talking about how great Mahomes is. Are you kidding me? I've been, I, I told you guys two weeks ago, I told you guys months ago, I told you guys. I said, this kid is absolutely phenomenal. He is absolutely phenomenal, and he is a generational talent. He is a generational talent, and I told you guys, I love Deshaun Watson. I love Lamar, but this kid, Patrick Mahomes, is going to be the dominant. He's going to be the dominant force in the AFC for years to come. He's going to be the dominant force in the AFC for years to come. I think those other two guys that I mentioned... I think they are extremely talented. I think they are extremely talented, and they're going to win a lot of games in this league, and they're going to win some playoff games, and they're going to put up they're going to put up some good numbers. But they, I don't think they're as good as this Mahomes guy. This Patrick Mahomes, oh my gosh, he's good. The guy's good. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know what else I could say. I mean, I've been telling you guys this. Since the season has started, 
been telling people since, I don't know, since when. I don't know since when I, I've been telling people Mahomes is the real deal. They just get to see it for themselves. He gets, you know, I mean, just in the, his postseason career, he has three, three in a, he's three and one in his postseason career with 11 touchdowns to zero interceptions. He is, he's flawless in the postseason. He's flawless and he's money in the postseason. Like he has, he, he's mixed with Brett Favre skill and his arm talent with a little bit of, uh, with, with some running, with some mobility, but he's smarter. He, he he's like he has Brady mind with Brett Favre's talent. <laughs> Brady's mind and Peyton Manning's mind with Brett Favre's talent, because Brett would make some bad decisions. Brett would throw a lot of interceptions. Mahomes doesn't do that. Mahomes he, he doesn't do that. He 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 has Brett because he has he, he he's very similar to Brett Favre. Arm talent, gunslinger, um, arm strength, accuracy, it's there. But he has the brains too. He has the he has the right and correct decision making most times, um, and in Tennessee I think they have bad that that was a bad scheme of what they tried to do when they got the lead rush three men, <laughs> you kidding me? Get out of here, get out of here. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna kill you every single time you do that. I didn't I didn't under I didn't understand I couldn't fathom why why the Titans would do that, why they would go to a three man rush on Patrick Mahomes and give him time. To 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 survey the field, I didn't understand it. Um, I I still don't understand it. The Titans had a great run, like I told you, like I said, a lot of great stories. I think the Isaiah Thomas was one of the best stories in in the NBA in, in the last few years. But come on, you kidding me, Isaiah? Come on, I, I love I like Isaiah Thomas, and I liked Isaiah Thomas as a player. The, I'm talking about the Celtics, the former Celtic. I, I've, a great story, but you, did you did you really think he was gonna beat the Cavs or LeBron? And did you like did you really think he was gonna lead the Celtics to a title? Great story, great playoff run, but get out of here! Come on, you really come on. Like I thought, the Titans were a great. I think now this roster is really good. I like their roster. Uh, Derrick Henry, it, it, it's hard to go against him. And Ryan Tannehill is a little bit above average and better than Marcus Mariota for this team and this roster. But I thought it was a great story. And Mike Vrabel is a great, he's a good coach. Mike, Mike, he proved his worth. He is a good coach. But uh, great story. But I see a lot of great stories in baseball, football, basketball. I see a lot of, I see a lot of great stories. They happen. They happen all. They they usually happen all the time in NFL every year. Um, you you see some in NBA as well. Great stories. But did you really think they were going to win a title? Did you really think they were going to get to the Super Bowl playing like that? Come on, come on. I mean, you know, they had they had to go through Mahomes, and it was just too much to ask for. But the Titans had a great playoff run. Um, they should they should they should be doing they should they should be you know in the they have a nice young talented roster. With some good core pieces, uh, I like I like what I see. I I like what I see from this Titans team. Um, of course, Kansas City, and I I mean I've been hearing the argument of oh, Patrick Mahomes, he's he's good and all, he's great talent, but look at the weapons around him. Well, Alex Smith's Alex Smith had the same weapons. Alex Smith had Travis, he had Travis Kelsey, Tariq Hill, and Kareem Hunt, 
and he couldn't lead the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Alex Smith couldn't lead the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. He had a couple wild card losses, a couple divisional losses. Like, Alex Smith wasn't good enough to take them over the top. Patrick Mahomes is clearly good enough to take them over the top. These, Travis, no, no, I, I think Travis Kelsey, he's one of the best. He's probably second on my tight end list because George Kittle was the best all-around tight end in football from the 49ers. But Travis Kelsey, he's, he's, he's near the top of the best. He's, he, he's one of the best players at his position. Tyreek Hill, I think he's underrated as a receiver. And he had, then you have Sammy Watkins. Uh, one of the best number twos in the league, but with this team, Alex Smith. If you get if you put if you replace Alex Smith with with Patrick Mahomes, I don't think this team gets to the Super Bowl because Patrick Mahomes takes this team to another level. It takes this team. He takes this team to new heights. For years, Alex Smith has had similar weapons. He's had Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, and he had Kareem Hunt, and he fell short. He fell short. Con- Time and time again. So don't hit me with the argument of, oh, look at all the weapons that Patrick Mahomes have. Of course he looks great. Well, no. These first, these are not household names coming out of colleges. Coming out of college. Like Tyreek Hill wasn't a household name coming out of college. Travis Kelsey wasn't a household name coming out of college. Kareem Hunt wasn't a household name coming out of college. And even though Kareem Hunt's not on the roster right now, but Kareem Hunt was a part of the Chiefs last year. And he was a part of the Chiefs team with Alex Smith. So don't don't give me don't 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 hit me with the BS and say, hey, uh of course Mahomes look great. He has he, look at the weapons he has. Well, Alex Smith had the same weapons and continuously he would lose in wild card games and divisional games. So what's your point? What's your point? What is your point exactly? Um so now Second thing, let's move on to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and their championship window. I've been hearing this question too. Is Aaron Rodgers still a good quarterback? Yes, he is still a good quarterback. I think um, I would take him over, you know, for the next five years. If you ask me, well, I mean, like over the next five years, how many guys would I take over Aaron Rodgers? It's not a lot. It would probably be like Mahomes. It'd probably be like Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Lamar, Russell Wilson, maybe Carson Wentz. But other than that, that's it. Those are the only few guys that I would take over the next five years over Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers is not the same Aaron Rodgers that we are accustomed to seeing with the make the make to, that makes the amazing throws on the run, and he's such a great improviser. He's not that guy. He's not that guy that can overcome bad defenses. You say now, you guys say now they're a bad defense, but I could have sworn they were they they were a good defense, but now they're a bad defense. But nevertheless, Aaron Rodgers is not that quarterback that can overcome all of these missing parts. And I think for me right now, looking at the NFC first, you got to look first look at the NFC, but then you got to go look at the AFC side as well. Because we're talking about winning Super Bowls, and is his Super Bowl window closing? You gotta look at the AFC as well. But let's first look at the NFC. Well, you, in Seattle, you have Russell Wilson uh, with with a nice running game with Pete Carroll, uh, DK Metcalf. You know he's he's practically turned himself into a star. Uh, well, Russell Wilson has turned him into a star with the combination of those two. So. Russell Wilson, Seattle, they're, they're always going to be competitive. They're not going nowhere. 
Uh, you look at what, what Dallas have down there with Mike McCarthy and Dak and Zeke and Amari Cooper and that roster and that O-line. You're like, okay, Dallas is still there. Then you have Philly with Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, and that, and, you know, the pieces that they have up in Philly. Philly's always going Philly's to be competitive as well. They're going to be a playoff team for years to come. Then you look out west, the 49ers, young core, young front seven with Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan with young George Kittle and Juszczyk. Yeah, the, the 49ers are going to be there as well. And then, you, you know, you got to look at teams in that division. Kirk Cousins has one more year left on his contract. We'll see what Minnesota does, but Minnesota still has a good roster. Chicago has a great defense. They got they just got to fix. They got to try to figure out the quarterback position. Um, the Saints, you know, they have a good roster, but we don't know how many years Drew Brees have left. But you're looking around the NFC, and you still have some bona fide teams that are still left. Don't forget about the Rams. You know, I think the Rams will be back better than ever next year. The Rams are still a, a are still a good team. They were still, I mean, the Rams were one of the best teams that did not make the playoffs this year. So, you're looking at the NFC side, you're like, whoa, is the championship window closed for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I don't think, I'm not going to say it's completely closed, but it is narrow. It's, it's, it's small. It's a small, brief window that he has to win a title. And if the Packers cannot put the represent pieces around him, uh, I don't I mean like another another receiver would help. Um, you know, maybe buffer up that buffering up that secondary, that DB position would help maybe. But you know, I I I ran those I ran down the list of those teams that made the playoffs this year and that made the playoffs last year or that has a that have a good roster. Like teams that have a good roster that didn't make the playoffs this year, like the Cowboys and the Rams, they're they're, they're still there. They're still really talented and some good teams with some with some nice young players and some like like not like but like stars they have stars they have superstars in their team uh seattle with russell wilson like i said they're always going to be competitive the 49ers and their young core that they have then you mix it in with philly and carson wentz you still gotta have to overcome and then you go to the afc side you're like okay you still have Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City with a young core. Mahomes is going to dominate the AFC for 10 years. You still have Sean Watson. So, I don't think, it's, I don't think Aaron Rodgers' championship window is closed. But it, it, it's not completely closed yet. I'm not going to just give up on the Packers yet. I'm not going to say it's completely closed. But it is short. It is short and it's brief. And it, have to, it has to happen Immediately, because Aaron Rodgers is aging, and Aaron Rodgers, you just tell, I mean, just looking at that game, yes, he played good in the second half, that's because the 49ers practically had the game over with, and he looked bad the first half, but looking at Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't, he just, he's not what he used to be, he's not what he used to be, and he cannot overcome all of those barriers that the Packers have had. In previous years, can he's not that he's not as great as he's not as elite as he used to be, and it's the same thing. It's similar to New England and Brady. Brady is still good. I think he's still good, 
But he ha- you have to put you have to surround him with some pieces. Gotta give him wide. You gotta give him some wide receivers or two. You gotta give him a tight end. You gotta give him a, you know some good linemen. Gotta have you gotta have a decent running game. And if Rodgers had that like, this year, he had a decent running game. Aaron Jones had a great year, but you he could use another two targets or so. But I'm not gonna say it's completely shut. The Packers Super Bowl window. I'm not gonna say it's completely shut, but damn, it it's it, it's awfully short. That their window is it, it it it's it's short. It's small. Their their window is very small because you have some young teams in the NFC with some young quarterbacks that have good talent and with some good coaches and paired with some good coaches. It, 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 I'm not gonna say it, like I said. I'm not gonna say it's completely shut, but damn, it is small. That that Aaron Rodgers Super Bowl window is small. It is small. And then you look out, you look out to the AFC with Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, Lamar. Sheesh, you you're gonna have a lot. You're gonna have a lot to you know. A lot to be, a lot to be thinking about with this Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay championship window. I'll be back. By the way, enjoy you guys uh, Martin Luther King Day, MLK Day, Happy MLK Day, Martin Luther King Day. Um, so we've been talking about the Packers and the Chiefs. We talked about the games. We talked about the recap of the games. Gave you guys that. I'm going to give you some NBA talk uh, now. Um, so Saturday night, uh, <clears throat> before the games came on, or before you know, before the Sunday games came on uh, with the conference championships, I was watching the Lakers in the Rockets. And this was the first this was the first Saturday night uh primetime game that the NBA now has. They've been doing it for the last few years now. This is the first game of like the Saturday night games, the Saturday night specials. And the Lakers played uh Houston. Uh they went into Houston, they won of course in um dominant fashion. They had a third quarter 7 32 to 17 run. Um LeBron it was the ultimate like LeBron-esque game. Without Anthony Davis, it, it was like I said, it was the ultimate LeBron s game, points, scoring, efficiency, spreading the ball, making the right plays, being active, just all the world phenomenal. Um, the and the Lakers find themselves at thirty four and eight, and once again, this is why two things that I take away from this game. Don't take I don't take first of all like like I say, I'm gonna say this before I um go on my point. I don't take too much from regular season games, but I think some habits, or or from the regular season, but I think some habits last. I think some ha- habits you can carry over into the postseason. Um, now, like I said, don't take too much from regular season games, especially in the NBA, because it's like every other night is a grind, especially when you're on a road trip, um, or a second night of a back-to-back. It can become a grind. It can become a mental and physical grind. And I think the NBA has to do a better job. Like I, I said it a couple weeks ago. The NBA has to do a better job with creating a sense of urgency 
in the NBA regular season. But the Rockets defensively are horrible. Um, the Rockets defensively defensively are horrible, and I'm not even sure if they're gonna be able to win a round or two uh, with the way how they play defense. Their defense is god awful. Um, Westbrook did play, Westbrook did play well um, on Saturday. Shot pretty well, efficient, uh, 35 points he had. But it just the West, the Westbrook and Harden thing, it's just not working. And as I predicted, I thought they would be like a middle of the pack, not middle of the pack Western Conference team, but I thought there were at least three teams, three to four teams that I thought were better than them. Uh, I think the Lake, obviously, both LA teams are better than the, the are better than the Rockets. I think I think the Nuggets are better than the Rockets, and I think Utah is better than the Rockets. Uh, Dallas now might be better than the Rockets, so. I, I potentially saw three to four teams coming into the season being better than the Rockets, despite them trading Russell, despite them trading Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. I didn't see it as much of an upgrade. I don't think he, I didn't think he fit within the Dan Tony system, uh, and I, I, I just don't see, I, I just don't see a prosperous long playoff run. I just don't see it. I don't think it's gonna happen. And then the Lakers and LeBron. LeBron, year seventeen, averaging twenty-five, seven, and ten, is a absolutely animal. He's a freak. He's a freak. And this is why I'm not off the LeBron and Lakers bandwagon yet. I'm not off of it. I think the Lakers still have a great shot to win it all. Uh, if you were if you were to ask me to pick a team, I think they would be. I think. I will pick the Lakers. Now, long term, I think the Clippers might be better because of their structure and their roster. But as of right now, I like the Lakers to win it all. I like LeBron and the Lakers to win it all. Um, and it just shows you, once again, the greatness of LeBron James. Um, and those role pieces, those role players stepping up, your your KCPs of the world, your JaVale McGee's, your Kyle Kuzma's. Your your Quinn Cooks, your Alex Caruso's, you those guys stepping up, um, despite Anthony Davis being out. <clears throat> so just shows you how good the Lakers are on LeBron. I mean, how much more can we say? But Le- the Lakers crazy good, and the Rockets are what I thought they would be. This you know by the time this year, I thought I thought I saw at least three teams being better than them, three to four. Um, you know, like I said, Dallas could make a case that they're better. I wouldn't, I would probably pick Houston, but as far as like with Denver, Utah, and both LA teams, I think both of those teams, I think both Utah and Denver are a little bit better. I like those teams a little bit more, um, a little bit more than I like the Rockets. And then of course the two LA teams are um, much superior than the other Western Conference teams, I say. So that was good. <clears throat> that 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 was a good showing for LeBron. That was a good showing for the Lakers. Uh the Rockets, I think they're missing they're missing a couple pieces. They could they could use some extra wing players. Like they had like I was looking at the Rod like how did, did first I don't I don't know how the Rockets expect to compete in the postseason. I mean or to even have a shot. Like they don't have nobody that can guard Kawhi. They have nobody that can guard Paul George. They have nobody that can guard LeBron. They have no shot. They have no shot. Like, they don't have no... Their wing defenders... Are, they have no wing defenders. I mean, Le, every time LeBron wanted to drive and go down the lane, 
Rockets, Rocket player moving, moving out the way, moving out of his way, moving out of his way. But I, I just don't, I just don't know what the like the Lake, the, the Clip, the Rockets. They they can't make any moves because of their salary, the salary cap. Um, you know they got a lot. They got they're paying a lot of guys. They're paying a lot of guys, and they could use a, like a Robert Covington. They can they can use. They can use a Bonjanovich. They can use another wing defender, um, and another guy that can shoot the three. And that's what happens. They get they get cold from three. I don't think they have three great three point shooters. Their best three point shooters are are, are Harden and and Eric Gordon. But uh, the, those other guys like Ben McLemore and House Daniel House, whatever his name is. Um, those other guys that's coming off the bench, of course, Westbrook is bad from three point range. PJ Tucker is okay, but they don't they don't they only have two marksmen. They have like two great three point shooters. Everybody else on their team is uh, you can leave them open. I mean, the Rockets they are who they are, but I, they could they could definitely lead, they can definitely use another they could use like a, at least another wing guy another wing defender to throw at LeBron because or in Kawhi and Paul George because they don't have it I'm looking at the roster they don't have it they don't have it whatsoever and I think when all and even though they beat the they beat the Clippers twice already this year one one time it was out Paul George but despite all that I think they I think the Clippers are better the Lakers are better the Rockets are be, I mean the Utah Jazz are better and the Nuggets are better that's my take from the Rockets um I know people have been wanting me to talk about some NBA. We're going to get to that. As soon as the Super Bowl and football season is over, we're going to be slowly shifting into the NBA season. But I want to talk about championship windows, Super Bowl windows. Um, now that now that we have our Super Bowl picture, and we talked about the Packers' Super Bowl window earlier in the last segment, we're going to talk about the playoff team, the teams that made the playoffs this year in their Super Bowl window. So let's start in the AFC. In the AFC, uh, let's start with the Bills. The Bills, are their Super Bowl window open or closed? Um, I think it's halfway open uh, with the Bills. They have an old roster. The Bills have a have they have an old roster. I think they're amongst one of the oldest rosters in the league. Um, Josh Allen, I think, is still a raw court. I think he's still raw. I think he's still. I think he's still a raw talent at the quarterback position, but he's only going to get better. I think he's shown he showed some strides throughout this year. Um, but I think they gotta they gotta they gotta clean up some pieces on um, those where they're older at and those key positions where they're older at. But I like the Bills. I like the Bills. I like their coaching staff. And this might be just a year where they had a great run and their division all of a sudden gets better. But I think the Bills. I, I think it's halfway open. I think the Super Bowl window is halfway open. Um, good defense. Good coach. A quarterback still developing, but you know I think it's you know this 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 these quarterbacks in the AFC, it's going to be real tough to get past Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Lamar. Uh, you know these 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 look like the these going to be the front runners. These going to be the guys that lead this conference. But I think it's halfway open for the Bills. Um, for the Texans, I think it's closed. You know for the for the for the foreseeable future. Uh, I think the Texans Super Bowl window is closed. And I'm a big fan of Deshaun Watson, but it's only so much he can do as he shows in the playoff game. Uh like they have a lot of holes in their roster. 
Um, Bill O'Brien, I think now, like I said, you can't call Bill O'Brien a bad coach, but I don't know how great or good he is. Because um, he continuously wins the division, but he has these moments in, the, in, in games where his, teams get out, his team gets outplayed and he gets outcoached. Like, he just gets, like, outcoached, and he has, at times, bad judgments. Bad judgments. Um, as you saw last week against the Kansas City Chiefs, going for the fake punt, he has bad judgment at times. Um, I, look at their, I look at their draft, the draft stock that they have these next coming years, not much. They have no first-round picks this year, no first-round or second-round picks the, next, the, 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 the following year. So as far as the foreseeable future, like the, I like Deshaun Watson. I think he's a talented kid, um, and, he's, and he's working his way up to the elite status. But he has nothing around him. He has nothing around him. I like, the, I like DeAndre Hopkins. But that that can only get you. But so far, like they probably win a playoff game or two usually. But the, the they have so many holes in their on their team on that roster that you're looking at their roster like oh, it's a lot of needs and they don't have a lot of picks. They don't have a lot of quality picks. So I think it's closed for the for the for the foreseeable future for the Texans. Um, and their, I think their, their, and their division is going to get better because the Colts, I think they're going to get better. So I'm hold off. I think their, I think their Super Bowl championship, I think their Super Bowl window is closed for the, for the foreseeable future. Um, the Titans, the Titans, the Titans, the Titans, uh, they have, a, they, similar to Buffalo, they have, they have an old roster. Um, now Derrick Henry is a free agent. They're going to sign him, of course. Tannehill is a free agent. They're most likely probably gonna franchise tag him. They got some. They got some nice. They got some nice receivers on the outside that are young. Uh, but like I said, they got some. They, they they're old in some spots. They gotta you know retool those spots the next year or two. They got to retool those spots. Similar to like I said, similar to Buffalo. Uh, I think it's halfway open. Uh, because of the culture that Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel has brought to Tennessee, I think it's halfway open. Um, they're in Houston's division. They're in Indianapolis division. So yeah, that that's gonna be a scrappy division to win on a year in year out basis. But they gotta clean up some spots. Um, Tannehill, little is a veteran, so you franchise taking, but you're gonna be looking for a new guy sometime soon. So I say halfway open. I say halfway open for the Titans because of the culture. That is built and installed with that team and Mike Vrabel. Um, for next, the Patriots. Uh, I think it's halfway open. I'm going to give them a little bit of leeway. It's halfway open for the Patriots. Um, because first the coaching staff and the, and, the, and the front office. Coaching staff, management, AA. Now, what Brady does, I don't know. But if they let's say they retain Brady. I think it's still halfway open. You have an older, immobile quarterback. Arm is, uh, and then his receivers are not as good. Now, I do think this is the draft where if you need a receiver, you pick them in this draft because this draft is loaded with receiver talent. It's loaded with receiver. T- this might be the best receiver draft I ever seen. Um, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. This might be the best receiver draft that I that I have ever seen. So if you need a receiver, this is the time for New England to grab one and draft one. 
but maybe you know that maybe they go the free agency route and acquire some guys as you know acquire some guys to get established with the team in the playbook and the system. But I say halfway open for the Patriots, mostly due to uh, Belichick and the front office, they're, them knowing knowing what they're doing and them being smart and wise. Also, New England's older in some key spots, so they got to they got to retool some positions in the next coming years. But I say halfway open. Um, for the Baltimore Ravens, uh, this thing is wide open. It's open for the Ravens. The Ravens are young. Uh, John Harbaugh is a good coach. Lamar is only going to Lamar Jackson is only going to get better. They play in the division where it's iffy. I like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's always going to be competitive, but we're not sure about Ben Roethlisberger's future. Um, Cleveland, we know what that is, and Cincinnati. So they're gonna they're gonna win. They're gonna they're gonna have success in their division for the next coming years. I think it's open, but it's a young team uh, having you know playing good regular season football. Lamar Jackson's nineteen and three as a as a starter. So he plays good. He plays good football in a regular season, but it's a young team, and they gotta they gotta learn how to win in the postseason. But I think the Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl uh, picture or window, it's open. It's open for the, for the next few years. It's open for them to win a title or to at least get to the Super Bowl. It's open. It's 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 broad. They open. Um, let's move on to the Eagles. The Eagles. I think the Super Bowl champion. I think the Super Bowl window is open as well. Um, now, I like Doug Peterson, uh, front office, A, 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 Carson Wentz, A. So, I like the, I like the combination of the quarterback, their front office, and the coach. So, I think that's going to put them in good graces. Uh, now, their O-line's getting a little older. Their O-line needs to, they might want to retool, um, that O-line a little bit because it's, it's older, uh, and it, it was breaking down. But get this, Philadelphia had 18 players on IR this year. That is a lot of players to place on IR in one year. Um, so they got to just keep guys healthy. Similar to New England, they have they, they need some speed at the wide receiver position. And like I said, th- th- it's a boatload of receivers in this draft where if you, if, you, if you need a receiver or two, you go ahead and draft them and snatch them up. I think this front office is smart enough to know the needs of their team. And I think they would draft well. They draft a receiver or two um, to you know to help Carson Wentz. But I think the Eagles Super Bowl window is open because I like the combination of the quarterback, coach, and front office. They got some nice talent on defense as well. Uh, Seattle, Seattle's is wide. I think Seattle's it's, it's Super Bowl window is open um, with Pete Curl a and Russell Wilson a. Uh, now I don't think Russell Wilson's getting any better. But he is in his prime. Russell Wilson is in his prime. Uh, I think he's probably top two quarterback in the league right now. As far like as far as like who would you take right now? It would probably be Mahomes, then Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson, he he's so he's in his prime. Um, the, the, under Russell Wilson as a starting quarterback, Seattle has never been under five hundred. They've always had a winning record. Uh, Pete Curl, a coach. They have a now they they have a young emerging roster. I like their roster. It's a young, nice core that they have. Uh, they bring back some O line, like I said, DK Metcalf. I like, I, I, I like, I like the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Super Bowl window is still open. Um, now let's move on to 
the Minnesota Vikings. I think their Super Bowl window is closed. I think their Super Bowl window is closed. Um, I like Mike Zimmer. I like their defense. I like their roster. But they're going to go into next season with the Kirk Cousin questions. With this being the last year of his contract, I can, I can possibly see the, the Vikings being 9-7, and 8-8 eight and eight next year. Um, and I know, I mean, such an early prediction. But just with all of the questions going to be sur- surrounding Kirk Cousins um, and his contract, uh, you know, I... I just don't. I just don't know what to say about the Vikings. I don't know how better they can get. Uh, they got. They got talent at the receiver position. Running backs pretty good. Uh, defense is solid with a good defensive mind coach and Mike Zimmer. I don't know which more you can ask for. They lose office coordinator Steve uh, Kevin Stefanski. We know. We all know about that. So I think it's closed though. I think the Vikings Super Bowl window is closed. Um, they got Green Bay in their division with a better quarterback. I think it's close. Yeah, uh, I think it's close. The Saints. The Saints window is halfway open. I'm going to say it's halfway open. Uh, I'm going to say it's halfway open. I'm, 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 I'm kind of on the fence of this and saying close. But I've seen the Saints in previous drafts uh, get what they need, especially on the defensive. Like, they've really built that defense well, these last four years, we you know we have an episode where I, I break down the Saints draft and these those last these last three four years, and they've done a good job at drafting and scouting. Um, their scouting department is really good. So with that being said, I think I think this is I think it's still halfway open. Now, Drew Brees is you know he's aging; he's not getting any younger. Um, he probably have another year left or two. So that's why I'm going to say it's still open because they're able to acquire young talent in the draft. Um, Sean Payton's a good coach. Telly Bridgewater, I don't know his future with the team because a team, a, a desperate team that needs a quarterback might throw a contract at him. So don't know, but I'm going to say it's halfway open for the pack. I mean, for the Saints. I'm going to say it's halfway open for the Saints. Um, I think that is all of the playoff teams. I talked about Green Bay, Seattle, Philly. Talked about Minnesota. Yeah, that is all of the playoff teams. Um, the teams that made the playoffs. That is what I think about their Super Bowl window and their opportunity to host or get to the Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. I'm out. I'm done. See you guys. We have we have a wow. We're gonna have a wild time of breaking down the matchup and getting in a deeper analysis of this Super Bowl matchup that we have of Super Bowl 54. Can't wait. Um, it, it cannot come any sooner. Uh, this is going to be a great, this is going to be one of the greatest Super Bowls I've ever seen. Uh, similar to that Patriots in Seattle for, Super Bowl where really the pick them. I like both sides. I really like both sides. Big fan of both sides. But, We're going to have a lot more time to discuss that in the matchups. Thank you guys for listening. I'm out. Peace. Adios. Enjoy MLK Day or the rest of your MLK Day. Some NBA games come on. That's what I'm going to be watching. But thank you guys for coming through and listening and clicking. You guys are doing a great job. Road to to 2,000 listeners. We're well in. We're, 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 I think we're about around 1,500 now. So we'll roll to 2,000 listeners. Roll to 2,000. 
Let's go. Um, always remember, two choices, one decision. I'm out. Peace. See y'all. Metro, I don't trust you, I'm gonna shoot